Is that everyone? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Out of Space Games podcast. Uh, we'll just call it the Captain America Civil War review slash discussion episode. I don't think we're going to go into any other topics. I guess we'll play it by ear. But for the most part, we'll just be talking Civil War. So today is Monday, May 9th. We all had a chance to watch Civil War, which came out on the 5th, only a few days ago. So hopefully you've had a chance to watch it. If not, you might want to tune in, give it a watch so we don't spoil everything for you. We'll try to keep... Uh, we're going to spoil the heck out of it, so make sure you watch it first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What we're Spoiler, just like <laughs> carte blanche. We are going yeah. to spoil this movie. Yeah. So, um, my name is Jay. My name is Sean. I'm David. I'm Jared. And I'm Dean. Out of space. Cool. So this is like the, the second, I guess, standalone episode. I think Batman and Superman started off that way, but yeah, that did not end up being a standalone, though. But I guess we could start with uh, general thoughts, impressions, opinions. I, don't know. I think we all have a lot to say about this movie, so let's just get into it. So the basic premise is the focus is on Captain America and Iron Man, basically. Throughout the course of the Avengers movies, they've messed up some of the cities. You know, there's a lot of collateral damage, and basically people are trying to hold... A United Nations group is trying to hold them responsible, you know, through the arm of United States government. So one side basically falls on Captain America's side and is like, well, we can police ourselves. We're responsible heroes. The other side is like, uh, it'd be good if we had someone else who's managing and holding us accountable. So that's the, the basic setup. I guess that's it. You know, there's not much... Yeah, I mean, the storyline is pretty basic. I mean, really, it's it's not crazy. It just kind of goes into that issue a little bit deeper. You have the kind of catalyst event of the, the bombing that kind of starts everything off. But it, it's still a, a pretty uh, linear storyline. Yeah, so this is, what, the third major superhero movie to come out in the recent, I guess, three or four months. This was a lot better than the previous Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> they were able to balance out all the characters, introduce some new ones, and the action was really nicely done. I think I agree with what you said, Sean. Basically, it's solid action. For the most part, well-paced. and it. Uh, I think you see everything you want to. Mm-hmm. They try to feature all, all the different characters, and they... They throw some new ones in there at you. Overall, I think I was not very pleased with the movie. Yeah. It has essentially the same premise uh, or the same philosophical question as Batman v Superman, which is how do you hold accountable like a superpowered individual, an enhanced individual, so to speak? Um, or is the real question, why did my mother die? Yeah, right. Or how do you kill somebody who has the same name as your mom? Uh, or, sorry, whose moms have the same name. But... I mean, there was mother's time. <laughs> they yeah. pulled it off so much better than Batman uh, versus Superman did. And 
I think generally that that question is stupid anyway. Like as was mentioned yeah. earlier, they do bring up like the both Avengers plot lines and the Captain America Winter Soldier plot line. But it's like <laughs> yeah, people died during those, but those are like all events that would have ended the human race as we knew it, so it's kind of like yeah, people are probably going to die during those things. So yeah, they would have died anyway, you know, but yeah, I actually think the, the comic book uh, setup was more, was a better catalyst. Yeah. We had a school bus full of children getting blown up. Yeah, it definitely was. This one without that, I don't think is, wasn't as uh, convincing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that the movie was really good. And they, um, I agree with everything I said. The action was good. Writing was pretty good. Definitely one of my favorite uh, Marvel movies. But yeah, and I agree with Sean that the comic books had a different, had a better catalyst because also they were able to go more in depth and talk about it better. Um, mm-hmm. I think the movie did a good job of using a slightly different catalyst that worked for a shorter amount of storytelling time by having it more personalized between Stark and cap as opposed to the broader philosophical question that the comics were able to cover yeah and they even boiled it down i feel like it moved closer to the characters like yeah it was that big question but it was more about like how tony stark felt about it you know how black panther felt about it stuff like that not just that big question it was how it affected them as individuals um, Why is that the comic book movies now are like their theme is the dead parents? You know, I mean, and it's Martha and BBS, and then we had Tony's parents and this, and then also Black Panther's dead. Well, that's just how they do it. It's just her like name Disney. is Maria. Okay, let's stop <laughs> avoiding her name like she's she has Maria a name. Howard and Howard Stark and T'Chaka. Sorry, I mean it's like how Disney likes to kill all the parents like right at the beginning. You know, just <laughs> they're bought by Mufasa. Disney. Oh, it's oh. real. <laughs> Full circle of life. Circle of life. You might call it. Okay. Uh, I feel like with this movie, it might it might sound like we're nitpicking at things, but I feel like that's because um, overall, it was such a good film that if you're going to be criticizing anything, it's small things and not like, you know, huge overarching. What the F were you thinking? It's more like, you could have done this better. Yeah. So, I guess some of you have mentioned the comics, and if you didn't know, this was obviously based on a comic that came out mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Yep, 2006 through 2007. So, um, definitely a different version of events, though. This one is following, as we stated before, the events of both the Captain America movies and the other adventure movies. While Civil War in the comics took place in the Prime Universe, not the not the Ultimates that the movies seem to be following, and Six One Six Universe. Yeah, whatever. Whatever Sean said, he knows more about that. Uh, but you know, and. and and their respective things going on at that time. So who's, I guess, read the comics? I have. I have. Uh-huh. Okay. So Jared and I have, have not. Now, I've had the chance to, but I... Also, there was a running uh, element that they couldn't do here. Um, in the comics, it was the U.S., I think, Superhero Registration Act. Yeah. Where um, it forced them to unmask themselves, which was... Uh, the 
issue about um, exposing yourself to the public. And yeah, that was a huge like, argument for Captain Marvel. Exactly. Yeah, so Spider-Man was also a lot more central. I know they didn't have the rights to him until very late in this development, but um, like Spider-Man in there, when he decided to unmask, that was like the most central event aside from the the catalyst. Oh, he was the first person to unmask himself on like a national stage. Yeah, when they announced the the act, it was the two of them together who uh, who announced it, and then they, you know, he said, "I'm I'm Spider-Man." You know, and that was the catalyst. And then the great thing about that later on, Spider-Man actually has a change of heart and goes back on national television and announces that he made a mistake. And that he's no longer Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From now you will call I'm me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the arachnoid. Because <laughs> it, it almost sounds like, because of what they've had to do with the film, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you guys have read it, but like, the Dark Knight and the Batman movies, while I don't think it was following necessarily a single story arc, but it kind of borrowed the themes and they're more tapping into the characters and what they represented in order to mirror the themes that were coming across, right? And in that sense, I feel like that's what Civil War has tried to do, not create the Civil War you find in the comics, but if there was a hypothetical even though it's not as strong as what was set up in the comics. Right. But still tapping into that who watches the Watchmen question. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with what they had to work with with the movie universe, I mean, the Russos did a fine job with the writing. Yeah. Yeah. And they directed The Winter Soldier, too, so they've done a pretty good job on... Yeah. Yeah, I would hold them better than any of the Whedon stuff, actually. Yeah, and they read all the Chronicles in Narnia, so we have, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess they've they learned a bit from where they started. Avengers, assemble! I don't know. There was... I mean, for, for as good as it was, and I think they have the Batman vs. Superman and this have close to the same runtime, maybe? It's like two and a half hours or something. <laughs> but you feel every second of Batman vs. Superman. And this one kind of, you know, it flew by. It, like we said, oh, it was You just well have paced. to pick the right times to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And we, were, we were perfect and we, about yep. it. <laughs> yep. We yeah. all went at the same time. <laughs> That's my only minor nitpick of this movie. I think it was slightly too long, but I enjoyed most oh, of it. Oh, it was. I think it was definitely too long. I mean, there's just a little bit too much in there, which is fine because it's paced so well and it's, you know... It's well, it's, it's always that. a third act that drags on too long. It almost feels yeah. like a, a coda to what's happening. Because you already had this huge epic battle. Mm-hmm. And then you you got to condense it down and make it personal again. So that's when you bring in their mother. You know, um, <laughs> <clears throat> that seems to be the way to do it nowadays. But <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I got up to get popcorn during the, the Peggy funeral scene. And then oh. the second one was the... Uh, when Iron Man is flying flying over the Atlantic to go to Cap. Mm. That's when you should go to the bathroom. <laughs> if you're going to rewatch it, perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> or you can get the Run P app. They have three P times that they tell you about. They're slightly different, but they work too. Yeah. But, I mean, even <laughs> they balance the characters well enough that even when they like show up randomly in the middle of the movie, 
you're like, oh, this is cool. You know, Ant-Man shows up, Hawkeye shows up. Is that it? Somebody else? It's just those two Spider-Man. for the... Oh, yeah, obviously. And Spider-Man shows up. I mean, Black Panther, up. too. I mean, we could talk about all these tertiary characters. Oh, yeah. I think I mean, we need to talk about the new ones. I we can start off with Black Panther. Okay. Since this is, like, his first time on screen ever in any mm-hmm. incarnation. incarnation. <laughs> yeah, I think they did a really good job with Black Panther. Yeah. 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 I think the it was actor, the, my favorite part the of the movie. Suit, and then his choreography was awesome. Yeah. It's going to get over that it was the same actor who played James Brown, because I kept hearing him and speaking in a James Brown voice <laughs> <No>. the entire <laughs> time he was talking. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, but I, the accent wasn't doing it for me. Like, no, He did a phenomenal job. I really liked him. Yeah, everything about it, too. And they showed the Panther God statue. I was so happy with that. Told you, he's a oh. giant panther god. It's awesome. If you guys don't know anything about Black Panther, look him up. It's on the poster, I think, or the teaser poster for the film next year. Sweet. I mean, um, like, I liked his powers and everything like that. I think I wondered more about him. I think he was obviously meant to be more mysterious this movie because he's going to have his own movie. But you know, uh, I did, I did wonder a lot about like just what his powers of suit gives him. What if he has any powers, stuff like that. So. Also, how he's he basically just got... like Batman. Uh, no, he's like he's super smart. He's super athletic. He's kind of a technician. Aren't they connected um, to like the past Panther Warriors or something like Avatar yeah, style? Yeah, so th- yeah, there's like some like mythology behind it. Okay, yeah, yeah I know that's... he's he's got a, a few more powers, and his suit obviously makes. Isn't it made of vibranium or something? Yeah, yeah it's made yeah. of vibranium. Okay, and he he has like a strong sense of smell, like Wolverine has, and like acute hearing. He has like heightened senses, basically. To help with his his faster reflexes and stronger self and faster um he's just faster stronger and better at everything. I thought you said cute hearing for a second. He's got acute, adorable hearing. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> he can hear puppies from three miles away. <laughs> but his his arc, I think, was also the best one because it was it was pretty straightforward. Like he was there to get the dude that killed his dad, and that's it. Like. He sided with Iron Man not to, you know, because, oh, I care about this big argument. No, I just need to kill this one dude, and I'm here to kill this one dude. So, and at the very ending, it took it to its natural conclusion when he didn't let Baron Zemo kill himself either, you know. It was like, which also, that last part was a nice twist. Instead of it being like, oh, you're about to fight all these superpowered dudes, like, he's like, nah, I already killed all of them, so we're not here to, for you two to team up or whatever, you know. I'm here to have you kill each other. Yeah. I think A-Man was, was good. I think he's better as a supporting character. Mm. Like he was. Yeah. You know, just like the Falcon. I don't know if, are they making a Falcon movie? But I, I don't know. If I hope he, not. I hope not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I like them better in this movie than the last one. Yeah. Definitely. The Ant-Man movie. Yeah. I, I liked Ant-Man, the movie. I thought it was clever. It was good, but it was like... It was it was really straining at some point. Well, well that was great for what it was. It's a light-hearted... You know, it's not like this yeah. movie. It's Honestly, more of a- I felt like when I was watching Deadpool, and a lot of people will give me crap about this, when I was watching Deadpool, I got the same vibe. Like, oh, here's another joke. Because mm-hmm. that's who the character is. But he, it's, it works so much better when you're playing off someone. And 
so it worked better in Deadpool because we talked about he had those other X-Men to, to play off of. While in, mm-hmm. in right. Ant-Man, he just... Yes, carried himself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, which hurt it. And it got a little too... I don't know. The riot of the ants and stuff was a little just like <laughs> too campy comic book type of thing. But it, again, like I said, I, I liked him uh, in this movie and I felt like his jerks, jokes worked better. And then the moment, obviously, when he when he turns um big. Yeah, I got spo- I got spoiled on that. Oh, really? Well, you know, it's eventually going to happen, but to be spoiled about when it's going to happen is kind of a letdown. Just like, don't look at the internet. I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't been spoiled by something in like years because it's just like there's certain sites you know better than to go to. Yeah. And I don't have any asshole friends that like ruin it for me on Facebook. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sometimes I, I chance it, you know. I'll read a Wikipedia article because I know stuff is going to happen down the future, but I hate it when they say like, in like the first two paragraphs about their biography before he died later, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> at the hands of this person. <laughs> like, really? Come on. <laughs> My wife is terrible about it. Like, um, when I started reading uh, Songs of Fire and Ice, sh- she's not into it. She just yeah. went and like l- looked it up, so she'd be like. I know it's going to happen. I'm like, what? Like, you don't even care about it. Why did you do that? <laughs> she just wants to know what's going to happen. Uh, it drives me crazy. No, my, my parents are the worst, though. They will literally put in a movie and forward to the ending <laughs> and decide if they want to watch the rest of the movie. What? <laughs> I have never heard that before. I, it's what people used to do with those Goosebumps books, right? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, I've heard yeah. of it with books. <laughs> They don't call us Earth's Mightiest Heroes for nothing. Who else is in there? Black Widow. They give her a lot of, like, screen time, but I'm still not completely sold on how good she'd be in a fight. Like... Against super-powered human beings? Yeah. I didn't really buy her beating the Black Panther by pointing her wrist at him and just shooting him repeatedly. Like, it's like that... Nah... Nah, nah, or that maybe. he wouldn't like dodge or exactly like, <laughs> step to I'm gonna the keep right walking one foot towards yeah. you. <laughs> well, it's like when you throw Hadouken at someone in Street Fighter, you knock him down, and by the time they get up, you throw another one, so they don't have time to dodge. <laughs> That's what she was doing. Because you know she's got the flash kick as soon as he jumps. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Spider Man was the big thing. Yeah, his suit was still terrible. Yeah. And just obvious obvious CGI. So obvious. I don't understand why, though. Like, the last shot of the close-up with him, like, lying on the ground. Yeah, Jared, Dean, and I watched it together. But, you know, when he's, like, hurt on the ground or whatever, it, it looked so fake, and the movements were just... He was, like, sliding around on the ground, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why they use that much CGI. Like, it's not even necessary. Yeah. Well, I think it's because they were trying to, you know, say that his suit was designed by Stark and it's supposed to be like like electronic version, which I think is dumb. You know, I think they probably just squeezed him in at the very last second or something. But it's like I superimposed him over, over all the <laughs> filming that's already done. I think there's two ways you can go about it. You can go about giving him an at least for the close-ups or like when he's standing still talking, give him an actual suit or most of it, even if it's in like 90%. Yeah. And you want to do the Deadpool eyes or the the animated eyes, that's fine. Or because you're in, I mean, everyone wears spandex in the comics, basically, or like yeah. super tight tights. But they interpret that into 
your leather or whatever, you know what I mean? They have parts and bits to their suit. And especially if Stark was making him a suit, there's no reason to be like, hey, you're going to just wear tights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think the the Raimi, well, even Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. that was like, that suit looked awesome, even though the movie sucked. Mm-hmm. All those suits look better than this. But Electro was awesome. Said nobody ever. (laughs) Here comes Spidey! I still don't understand why they're going back to the old 70s look. There's a reason why the comics have stuck to the look that McFarlane introduced in the 90s and, like, really haven't gone back. Because it looks better. So, I don't know what they're doing. They did get, they got the personality right, though. Mm -hmm. I thought, Yeah. yeah, it was a great portrayal of him. Yeah, it was it was funny. He was like talking nonstop, and people hated that. Unsure of himself sometimes. Yeah, yeah he was younger and had a <laughs> lot the Star Wars reference. <laughs> yeah, they got the character right, so I'm I'm happy about that. And yeah. Oh, Aunt May is a lot younger too. That yeah. hurt me. <laughs> She's not supposed to be hot. She's supposed to be old and frail. Well, they did draw attention to it, like. Mold. Every single thing yeah. they said about her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like borderline creepy or probably past that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have reservations almost about this standalone Spider-Man movie, though. Yeah, because they're calling it, what, Homecoming? Yeah, and granted, a lot of what I know from Spider-Man is from the 90s animated cartoon, you know, and the handful of the comics, I, you know, like the whole clone saga stuff. Yeah, so Spider-Man, I don't know. I almost kind of hate Civil War in the comics just because they had to undo the whole identity thing. Mm-hmm. And s- stupid Joe Quesada decided that, oh, I'm going to write a story where Spider-Man makes a deal with the devil to uh, undo his marriage with Mary Jane just to save his dying aunt, even though she was like about to die anyways because she was like 100 anyways. <laughs> so Spider-Man used to be my favorite like superhero character of all time, but because of that stupid ass shit. <laughs> wow, why don't you tell us how you really feel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Web ball. No, it was called like One More Day or something. Like if you go Google that stuff, it's like there's massive justified hate for that. So f- you of Marvel comics. Wow. Spider sting. He took away Wolverine's cigar, but um. You know, it's the same reservation. I don't know how if he has enough to carry his own movie. Because I feel like a lot of these characters now are to the point where they need someone else to play off of. Especially when all this, the ones, well, basically most of the greatest stories of Spider-Man have been told. Green Goblins, Gwen Stacy, yeah, it's, it's Doc Ock, it's just... Electro, yeah. Electro, I, I filled them in. You forgot him. Sandman, um, come on. They already had two origin stories for spider-man within like what a decade yeah yeah we don't need another origin story yeah spider-man they're just gonna retcon it i need another one they're gonna change it to uh auntie martha and she's gonna get killed (laughs) 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 yeah they need to do something different how do you know may's not short for martha jay (laughs) oh no Ella se llamaba así, ella se llamaba Marta, se llamaba Marta, se llamaba así.
speaking of um, death, or rather the lack of it, <coughs> there the stakes were kind of low. Like, uh, yeah. Because all these people, I feel like, have movies they still need to be in. Mm-hmm. Nobody got killed. Well, they could have killed War Machine. Like that would have yeah, been. I mean, a- Road Machine. War Machine fell from like what, like two thousand feet, and it's just like, oh, I have a concussion. Like, I mean, he fractured his. Couldn't yeah. walk. <laughs> but should have been st- dead. Yeah, he should. He should have died. They should have killed somebody. Like that's kind of so. In Civil War, the comic book, right? They blow up the school. Spider-Man is revealed, and then they like a Thor clone or something kills Giant Man or something like that. Yeah, Goliath. Goliath. There we go. And that's that's a major thing because then it's like you know this for real all of a sudden you know it kind of jumps off from there. Yeah, and that drives a wedge further between the two factions. Yeah, and so if they had if they had killed War Machine, that would have been something, or killed Bucky early on, like that would have worked too, but. Yeah, it was nice to see everybody punch each other in the face. I was down with that, but it would have been nice to see someone die. Or even see Iron Man die. I would have gone for that. That would have been good. Yeah, I thought they were going to kill him off when he was doing that shield thing into the his little reactor. But Yeah, I did too, actually. I'm like, is that, is that going to kill him? Like, <clears throat> yeah. But that's one of the things about the... I love the movie. I love it. I like the movie a lot. But I do prefer the comics because it had the opportunity to go more in depth into the philosophical questions because it explored all the schisms between like family and friends, and they were able to show that that the pain of fighting the, their loved ones and your your fellow colleagues and teammates and friends. And the movie was able to do that a little bit, but uh, like what David's saying, you know, all these things that they showed in the comics was people dying and people getting hurt. That was. There's some, yeah. in some cases, irreparable damage was done to relationships across the board. And hmm. that was, yeah. to me, a really interesting part of the comics. But I liked how they did that in the movie because they couldn't show all of that in a three hour long movie. Or other, uh, my friend, uh, oh, uh, shout out to Isaac Frischman for, um, he doesn't like our posts anymore. So, uh, he's, he's oh, busy. <laughs> no, screw kidding. that dude. He said that you could fit in <laughs> all, all of this. It would be a great movie. It would just be, no, no talking, just action scenes. They could fit in everything, like all the fight scenes from the comics, and they'd be fine. He's like, "Yeah, I would watch that." Just, I mean, hours. honestly, that that battle is almost like a like a video game scene, or like what Marvel versus Marvel versus Marvel. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like Civil War all over again. How would these characters match up and fight each other mm-hmm. for like a friendly little spar? Uh, all right. We did kind of skip over uh, Scarlet Witch. Sorry, Wanda. And Wanda, well, Her they, they can't. Was wonderful. So I told you <laughs> it was. And, you told, uh, like <laughs> I couldn't stop hearing it when she told me that. Yeah, and Vision as well. So I think she actually toned it down from the last movie. She did. It was like a fluctuating. It was like yeah, yeah it, it wasn't constant. Like every the third same word had too. an accent. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Scarlet Witch. I don't know. Her powers are. Like really awesome to me, so I, I really enjoy the screen time that she gets and like her like I don't know exploding vision like into the core of the earth was pretty awesome. Obviously, like Jabe, I think you mentioned like that like all a bit of a like, sudden, yeah, yeah. I call that a like an Anakin going evil moment because wasn't Hawkeye like, come on, let's go right now? She's like, eh, I don't know. He keeps looking back, mm-hmm. and then Vision's like stay here and then she's like no i'm gonna 
crazy <laughs> to you? Like, yeah. weren't you literally just like not wanting to leave of your own accord? I don't know. Maybe she was on the fence and then saw Hawkeye, who convinced her to fight in the last movie. See? Ha, see, that makes sense. It's movie logic, right? Yeah. That's actually pretty solid. What are Scarlet Witch's powers, just out of curiosity? She was one of the most powerful. Like, the House of M series happened because she basically lost her mind and rewrote all of reality to have everyone put in different spots with different situations, revived people from the dead, killed off other people, gave people powers, took away powers. Basically got rid of, like, all, like, uh, mutant discrimination and put mutants on top of the world instead of being persecuted. But in this universe, she's not a mutant. She's a Jedi, basically, in this universe. (laughs) Yeah, more or less. Or, like... Well, I think it's a tricky thing to do, and people were saying about Vision as well, like, where their power level could be... Right. Mm -hmm. ...is you have to draw the line or, or put it within somewhere where you're at. I don't know, but Vision I've always found just, like, not interesting. <laughs> Look, if we're gonna beat Loki, we need to work together. Uh, Vision? What are you doing here? Just acting in this scene from the Avengers movie with you. Vision! You're not in this scene. That's okay. I'll just hang out here until you need me. Uh, you're not... You're not in the movie. He's basically Dr. Manhattan to me from Watchmen. Is he? I feel like he, he reminds me of Martian Manhunter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say with the phase shifting and the yeah. flying. Except for he doesn't, well, Martian Manhunter doesn't have a, a a jewel that shoots out lasers, though. Right. Yeah, but Martian Manhunter likes Oreos, and that's like the same thing. <laughs> well, but he's got a personality. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he does. I'm just saying. Like, no. I don't know, maybe it's because I've been watching too much Star Trek, but just, you know, seeing an android with no emotion and stuff. Mm-hmm. Data's awesome. Yeah, Data's interesting. Yeah. Vision is just like, yeah, I'm a robot. I have never ate before. I have it's never. Like, yeah, you have to handle the, the lack of emotions and personality in, in a way that almost has a personality. Like, that in itself is, mm-hmm. it fills a role, like Data does. But Vision, eh. All right, yeah, I was just... Sorry if there are vision people who like vision out there. Visioners. You, Visioners. Uh, you should go watch the. Uh, <laughs> isn't cool. there a good dorkly one with like vision and the Avengers? Anyways, look, we we totally would have cast you, but, but we had to bring on Thor and the Hulk, and we kind of ran out of space. That's understandable. Well, if something opens up, please let me know. This is probably more about modern filmmaking than maybe specifically this movie. But even as much as I like the fight scenes, I feel like I feel like you get spoiled if you've watched like a bunch of like Hong Kong Kung Fu or like Jackie Chan movies where they stay and do all the fighting in the frame and there's not a bunch of quick cuts and stuff like that. I mean, even even the Matrix, whose fighting isn't that great, they at least do it all in frame as opposed to let's quick cut all the time. Like that still bothers me about all action movies like. How many millions of dollars do you put into a movie and you can't do some, you can't do fight training? Like, come on now. <laughs> well, I think it was either Jackie or Jet Li in an interview said that, like, the American stunt people, they just can't memorize long strings of uh, <laughs> choreography. Yeah, or they're not fast enough. Yeah. As quickly as some of the Hong Kong yeah. stunt crews. So instead, of what you get is Captain America. You know, holding on to the helicopter and the <laughs> yeah, for like five minutes. 
Hyper! It's like the longest, it's the longest like scene in the like you know one shot in the whole movie. Charging! I was kind of badass though. He's. Yo, I'm not saying. I'm just. <laughs> like you know, after half a minute of it, we were all rolling our eyes. Like, come on, man. Something's gotta give, you know. Nope, his bicep just kept getting bigger. <laughs> Star. When they're beating the crap out of Iron Man with the shield, that's all in frame, right? They're yeah. like it's CGI, obviously, but it looks cooler because there's no like quick cut to the shield, quick cut to that. No, they're just bouncing it off this dude's face and punching him yeah. in the right. head. Like it looks great, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and really, any any time they uh, show him throwing the shield stuff, man, it's I'm glad that they can make the movie in this day and age where it it looks like seamless like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, obviously nothing bounces like that. In <laughs> yeah, and I love Spider-Man's comment on that. <laughs> Dude, that totally defies laws of physics or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was anyone else's like inner dialogue doing the whole uh, shield smash, stars and stripes? <laughs> that, that's, that's what I kept on hearing the entire time during that battle. <laughs> like, shield smash, shield smash. <laughs> Avengers will always fight the good fight. Yeah, we should. Well, let's talk about the ending or how it ends. Sure. Talk. Actually, we didn't really talk about Bucky. I don't know. Yeah, because he's pretty much he's like a support character. Yeah, he is. Was that well, like he just drives the storyline. Nothing else. Yeah, a MacGuffin. Well, they a had to. Yeah, they had That's to fair. find a way to, you know, to a new catalyst because in the in the comics he has a very minor role compared to what he has in the movies and for because this is captain america 3 not avengers 3 mind you right. um they had to you know give cap a reason to want to yeah. fight so hard against iron man that's true i feel bucky is so boring he is like he's got comics, a silver you know, arm no he's he's cooler in the comics when he's uh, in his own comic but yeah maybe after civil war he gets better but like during Winter Soldier and stuff, he's just so... Well, he can... In Winter Soldier, you can play it off because he's brainwashed or whatever. He's just a killing machine. But the actor just has, like, zero charisma. Like... Yeah. I, I did like that. They, um... I liked how they used Bucky in Civil War to, to motivate Cap. And also, that... Pro, pro, uh, sorry. And that posed another question of, you know, is somebody responsible for their actions if they have no control over said actions? Like his brainwashing caused mm-hmm. him to carry out orders, and he didn't even realize he was doing it. So then, is he actually, at, you know, responsible for those things? So that, that that was another interesting little tidbit that I thought they, I liked yeah. that they had in. I do like where you're going with that. I just, I think what's missing is you don't ever get from the actor like you don't get the scent that that Bucky's struggling. He seems more dispassionate than anything, and that might be just a, a lack of acting prowess but it's never like do i feel bad about this it's more like whatever it happened yeah cap yeah. seemed to be bothered more than he exactly. was and yeah bucky treats it like a bad case of like sleepwalking or something like that and <laughs> yeah or yeah yeah i blacked out last night I was drunk i can't be responsible <laughs> for what i did and like sorry about your parents though <laughs> yeah no <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, it was clear that they wanted it to be a fight between Cap and Tony. So I do want to talk about Tony Stark and, and Iron Man, and 
granted, you know, I'll put out, out there, I'm not the, the biggest fan of him, but I, I enjoyed the first Iron Man movie a lot. However, I feel like in every single movie he's in, they basically change his personality in order to move the story forward. From his characterization in the other movies, it doesn't feel like he would be, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just 100% in with this government regulation. And that's why I felt like the comics had a a better backing for his side because they had 600 people and a bunch of kids killed. And like a lot of innocents were just brutally killed in a conflict with superhumans. And that is more believable of why he would be so vehemently fighting for the government side. Yeah, but that one... That one, one mom standing <laughs> at the elevator. Yeah. One ninja... One government ninja who, who snuck in somehow. that he was going to walk out and, like, it was just too too convenient. Anyways. Yeah, like you guys were saying, um, in the previous ones, he was, like, you know, flipping his nose up at the Senate hearings and all that. And yeah. Anti-government, you're never, never going to get my technology and all that stuff. Yeah, the woman was the same actress from um, Heart and Soul, right? It also had Robert Downey Jr., so that's obviously why, you know, they had a connection there. <laughs> she she knew he was coming out. <laughs> or am I wrong? Did you guys see that movie? That's a good no, movie. No. No, you're right. It did seem awfully convenient. And for it to last that long through that much seemed like that's why, yeah, the the flimsiness of the premise at the beginning kind of makes you think like, huh, that's uh you really that mad about it, Tony? Like really, you know? I don't know. Tony Stark actually kills people. Like Iron Man has killed people in movies. Like, mm-hmm. and not to say he should be desensitized to all death, but if there's anybody who can understand that, maybe people get killed in the process of you saving the world. It seems like it would be somebody like Iron Man. Yeah, and like in the comics, they also spent a lot of time with Tony explaining that, <clears throat> like initially, he wasn't really for the registration act but he saw that as he foresaw the conflicts that would uh, occur if everybody opposed it and then the government tried to just impose the act on all the superhumans and there's no one with the superhumans who were like advocating it and trying to make it the most peaceful resolution as possible and that's why he stopped up like this has to be me what you're saying is if you would have just taken Captain America's side in the first place, <laughs> the humans would not have been able to oppose all the superhumans and there'd have been no war. Damn. Uh, yeah. Something what a douche. <laughs> yeah. And he had like the speech about he had like, you know, I don't know, ninety nine different terrible outcomes and it was like number forty was the superhero. But if there's that one percent, you gotta fight yep. for it. Exactly. There it is. 100%. There it is. Wait, are you saying he's got ninety nine problems, but <laughs> <laughs> So, the ending, I think. Yeah, I was, especially after reading the comics, I was kind of disappointed. I mean, it, it worked, I think the ending worked well for the movie, but I definitely prefer the comic book ending a lot more. Okay, so, like I said, I think we'll have to talk about what happened at the ending of Civil War, the comic book, Jared. Yeah, that's fine. So, <laughs> Captain America is killed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to, uh, not wait, so. Wait, 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 okay, basically, it seems like that. Okay, so I was just waiting for a moment because I think 
having that spoiled out of the way now. <laughs> in the movie, it wouldn't have been awesome, like, as Cap was walking away or something from Tony at the end there, if he would have just pulled the, you know, whatever. And it seemed like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, one of them definitely should have died, I think. Died on screen, we'll say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, if he had, like, you know, when he was smashing his armor in, and if he mm-hmm. had just, at the very end, hesitated for a half second and then just, Tony just killed yeah. him, mm-hmm. like, that would have been, I mean, some but, you know, you would have got something out of it. Like, I don't know, the ending, it doesn't really resolve anything, really. It just kind of... It sets them up for uh, for Infinity War. That's probably what they're doing. Well, yeah. it, it's almost like we just had a bad fight. I'm sorry. You know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And then they're going to have makeup sex, and then they're good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's almost too casual in some ways. Oh, totally. I feel like leaving it off with something like that, even if, you know, in the first 10 minutes of the next movie, they resolve it or whatever more spoilers jared he's not actually dead or they didn't actually kill him i feel like you'd at least be left with there was a consequence there was yeah some actual stakes in this because throughout the whole movie it feels like you almost have to be worried but then you're just left like um, unrelieved basically (laughs) blast. yeah and like in the in the comics i mean like one of the last panels that you see in the entire arc is that like is tony crying over cap's body and thinking about how like he's one of his closest friends was killed and mainly because of him and the the torment that he's going through the inner inner turmoil that i killed one of my friends off you know that's that's a huge emotional and powerful move you know moment instead of just all right well Let's go, you know, I'm going to leave you alone, and except for when you need me, I'm giving you a cell phone, so just, just call me up, <laughs> and then we'll just, what, say sorry, or just, we'll man-hug it out and be like, all right, let's go, let's go kick these assholes. Let's this yeah. work out. <laughs> Man. Oh, no. Like, what if Tony had just killed Bucky? Mm-hmm. Like, even after his suit had been busted up, yeah, like, he just kills Bucky, and then at least Captain America has to make a choice. Like, it raises the stakes. It's not just, oh, we beat each other up really bad, but nobody's gonna die. Like, I mean, really, what is Bucky doing? They He didn't, oh my god, he just goes into <laughs> uh-huh. cryostasis after that, and it's just like, okay, so this guy's still around for some reason. Like, just have Iron Man kill him, and raise the stakes just a little bit you know at least make captain america this is the thing he's been fighting for the entire time still gets taken away from him now are you going to kill iron man or not you know but then they won't get together in time for uh <laughs> thanos to come in they Pretty need much, to make yeah. money off of the other the next two movies come on david think about it and captain america oh that would be a spoiler from a comic book that came out way back in the day but <laughs> thanos Kills him. Like, that's definitely one of the biggest <laughs> moments is Thanos killing Captain America. Yep. I mean, they <laughs> didn't kill him. It. Okay. I'm sorry. So, okay, I guess they didn't do it because they got to kill him later. That's, that's, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. So, but like every other comic book character, if you die, you'll probably get revived somewhere. You're not dead. Exactly. Yeah. Because of copyright. <laughs> Basically. Like I said, it probably sounds like we're, we're way too harsh on this movie, but I think. We all really enjoyed it, going to it. Yeah. I want to watch it again. I probably will watch it in theaters. But there are just certain things, I think, 
you want to see them continue to improve on. And honestly, I'm worried for, I don't know how they're going to make Thanos or whatever movie he's in powerful. Yeah. Because basically all these ensemble movies, what do you have? They're going to come together to stop this evil. So you know, unless they stretch it out over a couple movies, it's just... Well, that's what they're doing. But I mean, the the actual, like... They're going to generate a bunch of uh, CGI cannon fodder yeah, Avengers to pick at and then eventually, and then all, like, blast them with a beam or punch him or something. Exactly. They'll all fly on him at once and he'll, like, take him out. It'd just be like a Final Fantasy boss battle, you know what I mean? (laughs) Everyone goes once. Everyone gets knocked down to one health. Uh, and then whoever the savior of the Marvel Universe is comes in the last there. second. Chris Pratt is Star Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll have the Infinity Gauntlet, you know. That's gonna. I don't know. Right. I don't yeah. know what's going with that. <laughs> I don't know the words are going. With it's it, like, yeah, he's gonna have it. It's you supposed know, to be the most you know, powerful thing in the, in the universe, <laughs> but then, then how are they gonna defeat him? Okay, yeah, so Captain America is going to die in part one. In part two, he'll come back and pick up Thor's hammer. <laughs> Would be like Optimus Prime <laughs> dying and coming back in, uh, the, in the, moon, the fall of the moon or something. Dark you of need the, moon. the tar Dark of the moon. Yeah. And they go to robot heaven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, Dean. You, um, it's actually <clears throat> Oscar-nominated Transformers 2. Dark <laughs> Really? I just wanted to correct Please you. Tell me really? That's not true. What what what, what could possibly true. be nominated for? <laughs> I think it was uh, computer graphics. Every single one of them has. So you can never refer to it as just <laughs> Chance. Wow. It's always even Age of Extinction was was Oscar nominated. <laughs> you know what? One of them might actually be an Oscar winner. So you have to uh, properly address <laughs> it by full title. Wow. <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> Oh my god! <sighs> I mean, if you have to have a movie put in uh, the, the law that says underage sex is legal and okay, <laughs> I mean, it's like really, <laughs> you gonna put that in there? Oh, yeah. Let it be noted that that one's the one without Shia LaBeouf, and it was still god awful. <laughs> it was the worst one by far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear more about that. Make sure you check out David's uh, podcast, the Shia LaBeouf Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Shia Fan Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, David, why aren't you wearing your I Love Shia t-shirt? I love you love... Yeah, that's your favorite it's thing It's in the wear. wash right now. Oh. Today's laundry day. You just wear it too much. <laughs> All right. No, I did really like the movie, though. Yeah. Even though there are criticisms and I prefer the comics but i think the movie did a good job with with deviations i mean it, it could have easily been you know they, they deviated from the storyline and the the plot elements of the comics and then that would have just irked me because like why don't you just do something that was actually in place and good but they did a good job they found something that worked especially with the medium that they had so i i thoroughly enjoyed it what about the rest of you who have read the comics what do you yeah i think obviously you know there are going to be some limitations in a movie to what they can do. But they summed up the question nicely, and they got the main players in there, which I think is the important part. And a hot Aunt May. Yeah, <laughs> and a hot Aunt May. And, <laughs> so which one know. would you prefer, recommend? I, 
I mean, I would prefer if you like, I don't know. If you want the bigger question, if that's, if that's like a thing you're interested in, read the comic because it's set up better and they're able to go in a lot more depth. But for this Marvel universe, it's, and this is probably a knock against how Marvel's done their movies generally. It's a good Marvel movie and they address the question well for them. We'll say that. I think. For as bad as Batman versus Superman is, they were trying, <laughs> they were trying really hard. It showed, but they absolutely just missed the mark on what they were trying to do. But Marvel handled it well for how their universe would, you know, it's not, not mm-hmm. too deep, but solid. I mean, that's what all Marvel movies are. They're not very deep and they're solid. Yeah, I don't know whether that's a mark against it or a mark for how consistent Marvel has been, but you know what you're getting with a Marvel movie, so there you go. Yeah, it's it's a quality movie. It's one of the better Marvel movies. I don't think it's still quite up there with like an Iron Man one, but I put it up above Avengers. And like the other guys, I still prefer the comics better because... In the comics, you see why Captain America doesn't like the Punisher, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, this movie is just slightly too long, but the writing's okay. And I think the most important thing, they got all the characters right. They did Black Panther and uh, the newest incarnation of Spider-Man right, and that was pretty much I was, all I was looking for. And they gave Falcon a little Falcon to fly around. Oh, yeah. I forgot Sharon Carter and the kiss. That was like... Yeah, really needed. Yeah, it moved the plot it was along. Required. Yeah, so good. Oh, so man. I had a teenager sitting behind me, and then he was just like, "That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, fair. It's fair. It was so memorable, in fact, that when you said the Sharon Carter kiss, the first thing I thought was, "Wait, who is he talking about? Like, who's <laughs> that in the movie?" Oh yeah, right. Do you think Cap has old balls? <laughs> of course you would think of that question. <laughs> oh, man, he's like, what, like 100 years old? Yeah, yeah, but he has a super serum. Obviously, his balls are in pristine yeah. shape from the serum. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell us something else you notice in the background of where they shot this movie that no one else would pick up on. And you're like, why did they edit those lights out? <laughs> no, I didn't catch anything this time. I just imagine, do you have like a, like a notebook and just like, just one question in it. Does Cap have old... Justice! <laughs> He's the dude that, you know, on Yahoo answers to ask all those dumb questions. <laughs> Well, I mean, do you think he thinks about this when he's, like, going after girls that they were, like, you know, he's, like, 90 years old when they were born? Like, I, I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of weird, don't you think? Like, it probably has to cross into his brain at least once. Like, It doesn't matter from all the time in the ice. He's firing blanks now, so <laughs> yeah. that's irrelevant. <laughs> well, I mean, my biggest problem, I think, is that they needed to make her related to Peggy somehow. Right. Like, well, she is in the comics. I know, but I'm saying to make him have a relationship with someone who is related to. Well, yeah. they right. have a relationship in the comics. I think that's partly why. This is pulled straight from the comics. No, yeah. I'm saying it's still a problem in the comics. Like, this yeah. is 70 years later. There's no reason to shoehorn. We have to make Cap have a relationship with someone that he was... I mean, re- if you can't bang a chick, you, you go after, you know... <laughs> 
or her granddaughter. Her granddaughter, I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or but it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing with Bucky, you know. I think yeah. it's, a, it's a reason why I don't like Bucky is because. Yeah, just die, yeah. dude. Sorry. Yeah, and people, I mean, well, they, they were have s- to make the Russians capture the person that happened to be Cap's best friend. Exactly. Well, as much that. as we like the comics, most comics, comic book writing is horrible stuff, which is my general opinion about any kind of medium. But um, usually, there's only some standout stuff. There's stupid stuff in the comics all the time. Mm-hmm. And with that. That is. <laughs> Go watch you know it. What? We made it sound awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to think about any of the things you nitpicked on while you were watching it. Let's see. Now I got Cap's old justice in my head. So. <laughs> carry that. Carry that into the theater, and everything you see, think of Cap's old justice. Because. <laughs> The spandex keeps them up. <laughs> it really, really changes the flavor of the movie, if you will. Man, what does Jared watch on the internet? Yeah. And wouldn't Bucky also have a similar problem, too? Yeah. No, they, pr- they replaced those older. two with the prosthetic. So oh. he's, got metal, <laughs> he has metal, he's got metal drops. <laughs> like Devastator in, in the Transformers yeah. movie. In Oscar nominated. <laughs> I refuse to say that. I will never call it that. A lot of people look up to me. Now I'll show you why. No, but seriously, entertaining movie. Hopefully it doesn't become an issue where it's like too big, you know what I mean? For what's the idiom I'm looking for? For its britches. Yeah, but that's lame. Alright. <laughs> or too old for the Freedom! I don't, I don't think that's a saying. <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> <Too old>. oh. <laughs> Justice! Thanks to Jared. Ready for any fight. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the future, though. But there's, you know, they say event fatigue in the comics because, like, yeah. everything is always leading up to the next big event crossover. And it's kind of what these films have taken on as of late. Like, Sean, I know you mentioned in, the, in one of the past ones that it's basically an Avengers movie with some of them missing, but... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how much more utility I get out of a two-and-a-half-hour movie than if it was shorter. Like, John Wick is one of my favorite movies that I've seen recently. It's like an hour and a half. If you made movies that were leading up to some big event that were an hour and a half long, I could go... You could release them at the same time, go watch both of them, and then be like, that was awesome, but mm-hmm. they I, I don't know how much more I got for that extra hour worth of movie. Yeah, like, I'm starting to get the fatigue of superhero movies. I don't think they can do much more in the genre. I mean, I will always watch any comic book movie. I'll always be entertained, but I totally get that, too. It's just kind of... They aren't as... Like, when, we, when X-Men first came out, you know, it was, like, it was exciting. They're finally doing a comic book movie. And now it's just like, oh, it's the next Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting to look at it from like, just because I've I've been watching or rewatching Young Justice and stuff. Obviously, with the TV show, you have a different pacing and different storytelling. But these movies are essentially monster of the week, if you will, or monster of the movie or threat of the movie. Underwritten villain of the movie. So it's yeah. like TV shows have expanded beyond that, and I think 
if your movies are going to be tied together anyway. And honestly, you're expecting moviegoers to watch, if not, you know, every single individual hero movie, you expect them to all watch all the Captain America movies or all the Iron Man movies. But that's why they have Thanos and all those end credits cutscenes. Come on, they're building up to the, the epic fight with him. He's going to be awesome, Jay. Don't shake your head. You know, they still need to reboot uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's coming. I uh, know it probably is. Any last thoughts? Yeah, this movie, everyone should go watch it. It's one of the better superhero movies, one of the better Marvel movies. And the best CGI suit you can ever see. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think that's it for this episode. Like I said, there's a lot more discussion to be had, and I'm sure we'll touch on more things related to comics and the movies and where they're going from here. But yeah, tune in soon. We'll have Cthulhu up shortly, as well as another podcast episode we've already recorded. Anyways, my name is Jay. My name is Sean. I'm David. I'm Jared. And I'm Dean. This is All Space Games. Catch you next time. And Jay didn't screw up at all today. Woo!